0: Chris, it's been like six weeks. It's been a
1: few, or a minute, as the kids like to say As the kids say, yeah. Um, What have you been doing? Um, I've been hanging out with family. I've been watching American football. That's happening, yep. I've been watching English Premier League football. Also happening. And I'm trying to build a uh, fantasy football championship team. There you go. I think I'm failing at that one, but I'm trying. But you are trying. You're doing much better than me in our league. But mine's a
0: two-year process. <laughs> it's... I'm like the 76ers. Yes, trust yes. the process. It may never turn into a title like the 76ers as well, but <laughs> it will be exciting in a couple of years. Um, this is, in my opinion, there's two like peaks of sports in the calendar year. I'm not sure which one I think is better, but I think this past weekend was my favorite. You have World Series baseball. Yep. You have NFL. Mm-hmm. You have college football. You have Premier League. NBA has started. It's there's hockey too. That's also yep. happening, but I don't really pay attention to much hockey. But to me, my favorite sport is baseball still. You've got the World Series, always exciting. Premier League soccer,
1: NFL, college football.
0: All in one weekend. That yeah. is super exciting.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but yesterday, so Sunday, was the only calendar day of the year in which there was baseball, football, hockey, and basketball going at the same time. And you add in Premier League League as well, for our interest,
0: yesterday was huge. That's amazing. You do get April, though, right? You don't get NFL, right? That's where right. you miss out. April's yeah. the other time. It's that, like, March Madness. That season for me, March Madness, uh, baseball's got spring training, basketball, you're maybe starting to pay attention again, <laughs> like, as it gets ready. Yep. Like, that's also a fun season. But I think yeah. I think this weekend was my favorite sports weekend of the year.
1: Yep. And it's the only one that's going to be like that. So. Yeah. Yes.
0: Great. What have you been up to? Oh man, we had our gala for our organization on Saturday night. Remarkable event. You were there, in fact, I with Jen. Um, it was amazing. But that is really one of the things that uh, was just sucking lots of my time for the last month. But um, but we're back on the pod, and with a little bit of a different format, new edition. We we I should say I just couldn't do it. I cut the weekly grind, the having to watch all the matches was just, it was too much. So Chris proposed a couple weeks ago that we try something a little different. I got down on one knee and I was like, will you marry me again? I need you back. (laughs) It's a really low level commitment. Like, (laughs) listen, you can kind of run around and do whatever you want. Just once a month. We can be open will you give me once a month and so that's what we've decided we're kind of like those pretentious magazines that are like that only come out once a month they're really thick they're big and they're like super high quality the only difference is we're not high quality we're just going to come out once a month yeah and uh be pretentious yeah but we'll be around
1: longer than magazines though so i feel comfortable about that that's
0: true we will we will all right. Well, let's let's get down to it. We've got a couple new features we're excited to talk through. Um, these episodes will be longer. We're gonna dive deeper into more things. Um, so, hopefully, you enjoy it. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's talk about the weekend. Or no? No. No. What? No. We want to talk about what has been going on. Like okay. the Premier League has changed a lot in the last month and a half since we. Um, since we we last recorded. In fact, the Wolves were in 19th place. (laughs) I had someone tweet at me, and we'll see what happens, but I had a guy tweet at me after I announced that we weren't going to do the podcast anymore. And he said, yeah, there have been talk in the stadiums about that you're the reason, uh, your podcast is the reason the Wolves haven't won yet this season. And then true to form, we we quit the podcast and the Wolves won. Yeah. So hopefully I don't send us on another uh,
1: bad losing streak, but... For your sake, I hope not. Um, for our pod's sake, we're going to look at the uh, the biggest risers over the last few weeks. So since we did our last pod, there's, there's been a few matches, obviously. Um, and, I mean, it's going to make you smile, but right off the bat, the Wolves are the top-rising team of the last six weeks. Uh, they were 19th. They've jumped seven spots in the standing. They're up to 12th. Um, they went from three points to 12 points. They've gained nine points in those, those matches that they've had. Um, you guys are the top risers. How do you feel about that? I feel great. Um,
0: I think there's, I think eight straight matches. So in all competitions, Wolves are, are um, undefeated. So they won or draw drew in the last eight matches. So that's um, that includes a couple Europa. That includes a Carabao Cup match, which we'll we'll get to that in a little bit, um, and then Premier League. So they're in great. They're in. Maybe not great for them. They're really good for them. And I'm definitely certainly, happy about that. Certainly looking better than they were at the start of the season. For sure. No
1: doubt. Uh, our, our number two top, top riser, we're going to look at three. Um, but our, our number two place top riser was Sheffield United, who's been playing pretty well. They're also up seven spots. They jumped from 15 to eight. So they're actually in the top ten right now. Um, over the span, they've gone from five points to 13 points. So they've picked up eight points, just one less than the Wolves had in that time. Um, but they've been playing pretty spirited ball. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the big surprise, I think
1: both you and I had them picked for relegation, uh, for relegation to start the year. So yeah. it's kind of an easy pick, you know, when a team gets promoted, you kind of look at it and you go, like, ah, they're probably going right back down. But, yeah. you know, it's always like, at least it's fun for me to think that there's teams that can come up and succeed at that level. Yeah. And so it's pretty cool to see what Sheffield United is doing just from the standpoint of like, It's not just, at least at this point, it looks like it's probably not just going to be like a one-year run of hi, bye. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, All right, and then our our number three top riser and a team that is actually looking pretty well um, ever since I bet some fake money on them and they lost. They've looked really good since that point, but Crystal Palace, um, they've jumped six spots. They've jumped from 12th to 6th in this period. Um, they've gained eight points as well they they went from seven points total to 15 points total um, they're playing good ball right now I don't know if it's just a function of their uh, schedule kind of easing up a little bit or if it's just that the curse of Chris picking them to win a game and they lose it and then I curse them out and then they win every game after that
0: yeah we'll see I mean we'll talk about this towards the end of the pod but
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, we'll see if they're legit or not by the end of November.
1: I think we'll we'll have a really good idea. We will. Um and now the flip side of our risers are our fallers. Uh um so our our top 3 fallers uh Southampton, you guys have taken the cake. Uh right now last time we talked, you guys were in 10th spot. Uh you've dropped all the way to 18th. So you've dropped 8 spots and you've only added one point in that period of time. Um playing some very uninspiring football to say the least. Um, we're gonna get into that in a minute as well when we kind of look at this weekend
0: yeah um, and and it doesn't get easier. they got man City coming up this weekend so will they give up more than nine goals?
1: I don't know we'll find out <laughs> All right. So our, our number two faller and this this breaks my heart Nate. Ooh. maybe it breaks our heart. Yes uh, it does. Norwich City Norwich City. you guys have gone to where we thought you would be when we started this <laughs> True. season yep uh, you've dropped from 13th place to 19th. Um, our love for Pookie is not strong enough to carry you guys through, um, but you also have only added one point in the last six matches.
0: Pookie may not have—I don't even know—Pookie scored since we last <laughs> since we last recorded. So I don't think so. And he's like scored all their goals this year. So yes. yes it's so if Pookie doesn't score,
1: and we're not happy. That means Norwich is losing. Yeah. All right, and our our final faller. Um, this might actually come as a surprise to people, mm. but over the last few weeks, Taunton him. Oh yeah. Spursies, you guys have dropped from 3rd place to 11th place. Yeah. So you dropped 8 spots in the standings. Uh, and you've only added 4 points in the last 6 weeks. So it's been a tough run. They they've had some much tougher competition obviously. You know, they had the Liverpool game in there. Yeah. Um, they're but-
0: a, they're a mess though. They 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 drew at Watford. Um, they got smoked by Brighton. Um they lost to Leicester. I mean, their their lone win was against, against Southampton, who's in relegation zone. I mean, their four the four points they got in that time was against two teams in the relegation zone. So, yeah, um, yeah there's 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 uh, bad news out there for for Tottenham. We'll see if yeah. po- Pochettino can survive can
1: survive it all. And it's funny, like uh, being being a Man U fan and getting news updates and. And a lot of like speculative articles you start there there was already the article of is harry kane a match for man u and and yep. like all this talk is already starting about you know spurs top players and you know are they gonna ship them out are they gonna keep any of them and i don't know they're just kind of a mess right now so who knows
0: yeah there's a couple teams that are, that are hot messes right now um I'm actually surprised Everton's not the one that's fallen. That that they're not in there. Because Everton, too. I mean, the fact that Everton's 16 right now is crazy. They've only picked up three points in the last um, few weeks. That was their match against West Ham a couple weeks ago. But lost to Brighton on a heartbreaker this weekend. Um, Lost at Burnley. Lost to Man City, which you'd expect. And South uh, and uh, Sheffield United. So um, Everton fans... Very sad right
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. They would have been next up on the list for droppers. Yeah. Because uh, they went from 11 to 16. Yeah. So they yeah. Didn't drop yeah. That spots. makes sense. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, let's talk about this weekend a little bit. Um, Wolves were away at Newcastle. I was really hoping we'd get three points out of there. One, to stay ahead of Man U. <laughs> Actually, if they would have picked up the three points, they'd be in sixth right now. Mm. But they didn't. They drew. Um, really lackluster performance in the first half, um, looked real bad, um, but looked spirited in the second. I really thought they, I mean, they should have got another point. Um, there was actually a red card, <laughs> red, card, red, card, red, card. Red, card. red card at the end, like I think in the 80th minute or so, um, also gave me a lot of hope that we might score the winner in those last 10 minutes, but and
1: that was a uh, Sean Longstaff. right? Yeah. From Longstaff.
0: Castle. I mean, the it wasn't a horrible it wasn't a horrible um, t- challenge. He just came really high. He actually got part of the ball, but came studs up and just real high on the knee and got the straight red. It was deservedly a, a red, but um,
1: got him high. All right. Uh, I had a good weekend with Manu. Yeah, you did. Um, unfortunately, their game was not broadcast anywhere that I could watch it. Uh, I searched everywhere.
0: And you gotta have NBC Sports Gold, like me. Yeah. Where they forced me to pay for it. I should give you my login. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a kind thing to do,
1: would it be. Um, so apparently, it was available, just not to me. Just it not was available to me. Not to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Manu had a good uh, a good weekend. It's actually been a good run Great over run. the last few weeks because yeah, you know right at our last episode other than the Newcastle loss right yeah. but that was like right at our last episode um, they were struggling struggling to score goals there's a lot of talk about well Gunner getting the axe and do they need to bring in a, a new manager and just their style of play and then they got they've had a wave of injuries during that time and they just they weren't scoring at all um, you know they tied in the in the uh, the FA Cup with Rochdale, um, They one one. They went to Kicks and they won in Kicks, but like the commentators were just bashing them the entire game because they should have that should have never been a one one game. Um, right before that, they lost to West Ham two nothing. Um, they tied in another uh, in the Europa League. They tied one of the lower level teams nil nil. Yeah, and it was just. What is going on? And that followed up the Newcastle loss. Yeah. um, Came next. And so, as a Man U fan, I was like, dude, this sucks. Yeah. The only reason I picked these guys as my squad was because I wanted a top five squad. (laughs) Because I have enough losers in my life. Okay. I have enough losers in my life. I don't need another one. I'm going with Man U, buy me a championship, because that's what I freaking want. (laughs) That's what you want, yeah. And they lose to Newcastle, who's one of the worst teams in the league, at the bottom of the table the entire season, and you're going, crap, Liverpool's next. Yeah. And they played Liverpool so well, they probably maybe should have won that match, they gave up a late goal to tie it. Yeah. Um, They're the only team who's taken a point from Liverpool this entire season, And it was like, okay, so maybe there's something going there. Maybe, you know, maybe they just need to get healthy. And then from that Liverpool match, you know, they won their next Europa League match. And then this weekend, they put up three goals against Norwich City, which, again, Norwich is at the bottom. I totally get that. Yeah, but you have to get three points from those teams. got to get three points. And to go on the road and get those three goals, um, you know, especially for three of your top players with Rashford scoring, Martial starting to figure out how to score again, and McTominay. Uh, he's still hit and miss, but he hit, so I'll take it. Yeah, you um, have to. So, yeah, and, and just hoping they get healthier as, as the weeks go. Um, Pogba is supposedly going to be out for a while, probably. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. You never – yeah. I mean, again, it's like, he's a out for is a he going to show up or not? He's out for a while during most matches, actually. Yeah. There's um, there's talk of um, shipping Pogba for bail. Yeah. Mm. Um, and i always want to say christian bale. <laughs> yeah
0: christian bale would also be
1: interesting. Yes. i mean i don't know
0: how well he'd do on the pitch yeah but,
1: uh, but there's gareth bale. A, yeah gareth bale there's talk i don't know if gareth, Bale's but gareth all bale how he has, but he has the same he has some of the same knock Tennessee's on him as as um, what they were saying Pogba. is it would be like a pale or it's not pale. It would be podba for bale and like 90 million.
0: Like that's a huge crazy.
1: fee. And so I was like, "Well, what do you want to do? I mean, are you trading headache for headache and just getting a boatload of cash to go with it?" I don't even know
0: how that works with these trades. I these know. trades like the not like the not atypical way
1: of doing things. I didn't even know right. that was possible to do trades. Yeah. So, so anyways, but all in all, Manu is starting to look up a lot better. They've got a really fun matchup coming up that we'll hit on in a little bit this yep. week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my weekend was good, man. You pulled it out, got three points, and they're you know they're sitting seventh in the standings right now. And I think all in all, you can't be that upset no. considering the injuries and the up and down that
0: it's been. Yeah, and I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention the fact that during our absence, Wolves beat Man City. <laughs> it was full on limbs at my house, kids falling all over each other. We were saying, well, not on the, the first goal, we celebrated, but there was still so much tension inside of me, just wondering when Man City would equalize. And when we got that second goal, when Treore got that second goal, our kids and me and our little baby girl, she doesn't know what's going on, but she sees us flying all around the house <laughs> and yelling, and she joined in. So have to mention that that also happened. It was uh, a great moment. And that, that was a beautiful goal too. That, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the other two matches that we should mention from this past weekend, um, just to tighten things up, we've got to talk about Leicester. Leicester <laughs> with an ass whooping this weekend on Southampton. Uh, squeaked out.
1: It squeaked out. Squeaked
0: out a 9-0 winner. A 9-0 winner. Ties for the biggest biggest win in Premier League history, but sets the record for the biggest away victory at 9-0. Nine, at nine and that was all thanks to a red car
1: card <laughs> uh, Good old Ryan Bertrand yeah. took it, took it earlier. 12th minute, takes a red card on the first goal of the game. Yeah, during then, the run of play, yeah. And then the floodgates were literally open.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was flooding. The field was raining. It was crazy. And then, <laughs> yeah, that just crazy match. Leicester City, I mean, they were one of my favorite teams last year. I had a lot to like about them, and they've played so well this season yeah so well um there they'll be fun it'll be a fun season yeah and it's good
1: squad and and like i don't know being a fan of one team and seeing another yeah like i can't help just be like man i like these guys
0: well and that's what i loved about going through the whole season last season and choosing a team i just there were a lot like a handful of teams that i have a soft spot for so it makes watching the premier league fun Um, to be able to kind of have a couple other teams the Wolves are certainly my favorite Um,
1: it is funny how my soft spot is for Leicester City which ended up finishing second in my my rankings last year and my hard spot is for Watford and for whatever reason I'm just laughing at their season and seeing them on the verge of being relegated as this year just continues to crumble for them but it's like I have a soft spot for Leicester and Watford I'm like bye Felicia yeah
0: um, the other match, obviously, the big match of the weekend was was Tottenham-Liverpool. Tottenham goes out to a really early, early lead on kind of a fluke goal. Um, and then, for whatever reason, Pochettino just tries to sit back and preserve the win. And Liverpool, I didn't get to see all the match, but... Um, I saw Liverpool. It felt like put forty shots on goal in a matter of five minutes. It didn't score any of them. I mean, it was it was remarkable. With with Hugo Lloris out, um, uh, I actually don't even know what the guy what what the guy's name is. Their new um, their new goalie who's filling in for Lloris, but he just took shot after shot on him. And oh, Gaz- uh Gazan- Gazaniga. I don't even know, Paolo Gazzaniga. That's what's so great about watching, um, you know, or listening to this podcast is we literally don't <laughs> know almost anything and we're still managing to pull it off. But um, he he did an admirable admirable job. I mean, he was just getting pounded in that game. But again, I mean, this is pro- part of the problem with, with Tottenham right now is they're playing horribly, and then you get a you get a lead, and Pochettino just sits back and hopes they can withstand the fire, and they don't, and they let Liverpool come
1: back and, and win. So they're kind of like the anti-Chelsea in in their style of play, where like yeah, I mean, early in the season we I, I questioned at least whether that style of play. Could continue for a whole season, or because I mean, they were struggling even going match to match where they would, Chelsea would come out and blitz you and get that goal right away. And, and then in the second half, it looked like they were just dead tired and they were giving up leads and and losing matches. Um, Chelsea actually looks like they've kind of fixed a lot of those issues. Yeah. And as much as you and I probably both hate to say this, Chelsea's actually a really fun team to watch Super at this fun. point. Yeah. They're young players who, again, as a fan, you don't know these guys. Yeah. You have no idea who they are. But yeah. that being said, they seem like good dudes. Like, obviously, we love Christian Pulisic. Obviously, not maybe not so obviously, but Tommy Abraham seems like a great dude and Mason super fun Mount. to play with. Yeah. Um, a lot so of it's, young guys
0: to, to be excited yeah. for. If, I, if you're a Chelsea fan, it's a great, fun time
1: to be a Chelsea fan. Yeah, because not only are you good right now, but your future with those kids... It it just looks so bright. And then their style of play on top of that of attack, 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 attack. They're just a fun team to watch.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, speaking of Chelsea, we can actually enter back into a significant American watch.
1: Let's all be excited because this was, it was a huge moment for American football fans. And yes, we are gonna blow it out of proportion because that's what we do as American football fans. You're talking about Deandre Yedlin getting back on the pitch for Newcastle, right? 100%. Deandre Yedlin is back on the pitch. He's not hurt anymore. He's on the squad and he's getting playing time. He is getting playing
0: time. So we, I mean, just all Americans are overjoyed and ecstatic (laughs) about Deandre Yedlin being back. (laughs) We
1: are, but that's
0: not what we're talking about. Yes. Obviously,
1: yes. Christian had just an amazing match. CP, our boy CP. Um, I were setting up for the gala, and yes. I get this text message um,
0: from Chris. It just says CP, and then I like look down, and I see there's also an ESPN notification. Christian Pulisic had scored his first goal in the Premier League League. and
1: I was like yes finally I didn't even know he was starting he's finally back in the squad yep and then I'm working at a different event uh, during the day and Nate texted me he got two and I was like oh sick so I look down and I'm looking oh sweet he did get a second goal and then it was like 12 minutes later or something um, and the hat trick came dude and hat trick hero hat trick hero uh, not only do you get your first goal of your EPL career, uh, you got a hat trick on the day you got your first goal. What an insane day, probably, for him. Um, he's obviously an been Insane facing, day for America? Right. He's obviously been facing a lot of pressure. Um, he's going in and out of the lineup a lot. He's you know either an early sub or a late sub on that Chelsea team. Um, so it's been... Uh, it's been a struggle, obviously, for this year, and there's been a lot of talk of whether he was really even good. At least from, you know, the overseas fans. Obviously, us Americans, blind leading the blind. You know, we're cheering for our guy and and hoping he comes through. And then a day like that happens, and you can't help but just feel great for him and be super excited for what he brings to the table and what he can do going forward. Yeah,
0: and the first goal. I mean, all. I mean, anytime you're scoring goals, it's great, but. That first goal, the like, kind of the step over he does on the ball to get around, and then kick it through two, three, two or three defenders. Yeah. I mean, just a great strike. And I didn't even know this was a thing. But did you? I th- did they call it a perfect hat trick? Did you hear this? I, I didn't. I think they called it a perfect hat trick because he scored with his left foot, his right foot, and his head.
1: Oh, that's a, amazing! I know a
0: perfect hat trick. So his first strike was with his left foot, squeaks through there. Um, I think the second one was with his right that kind of glances off a defender and goes in. And then that third one, the header, it's either a brilliant header or a lucky header because the way he kind of goes up for it, it looks like he's kind of out of position a little bit, but he, hit, I think he hits it with the back of his head. Like it is a bizarre header. I mean, it looks great going in and they all count the same, but, um, super stoked for our boy. Yeah. CP. Um, really glad so we're through these last few weeks you we kind of give a little bit of a recap um chris where are we at in relegation launch
1: yeah um that form of the table actually hasn't changed a ton since we've been away there's been a little bit of movement uh congratulations newcastle you guys have actually climbed out of the cellar i don't know if uh Either of us thought that that was going to be possible, but you're hanging on by a thread. Uh, Our bottom three right now, Southampton, 8 points, 18th place. Norwich City, 7 points, 19th place. And a probably just ship them out right now because they're going down. Watford, still sitting at 5 points. Um, I guess it's kind of sad, but they're just playing terrible.
0: Yeah. Ever since, I mean, for me as a Wolves fan... Um Watford, which it's funny because when I was watching last season, Watford was a team that I was like marginally interested in. Yeah. I, when, but when Watford beat Wolves in the semifinals of uh the FA Cup, and I had pretty much been certain that Wolves were going to be my choice at that point. And the way uh they mocked Raul Jimenez and his mask and all of that, it really like pissed me off. And since that point, I don't, I don't think Watford has won a significant match because they got drubbed in the finals against Man City, and that was the last match of the year. And now, um, ten games into the Premier League season, they have five draws and five losses. So they, I don't think yeah. they've won since they they beat Wolves.
1: And I'm looking at their schedule right now, and they're at five points right now. Well, they've gotten three points in the last three weeks, all on draws, obviously. Yeah. Two of those draws were nil-nil draws. So uh, it, it's not like they're scoring to get these draws. They're <laughs> yeah. basically not giving up goals. Their other one was they they got a point from Tottenham, and it was a one-one draw. Yeah.
0: So yeah, Watford Watford's a mess, and um, you know for for what hurts for Southampton that loss. I mean, losing nine nil puts you at minus. I mean, that put them that at minus sixteen yeah. goal differential. That's brutal, and that. That's tough. I mean, all three teams that are in the bottom have double-digit goal differentials. So even if they're, to, you know, draw draw even with a Newcastle or Aston Villa, if they fall down or if Everton continues their their slide, those that goal differential is going to really matter in the end. Well, one of the things we want to talk about uh, going forward, while we have more time, is this cup thing and leagues and. There's all these other competitions that take place uh, throughout the Premier League season. And so we're going to be focusing on them. might be a little longer this week as we kind of catch everyone up to base, especially um, our American fans. Especially me. (laughs) And even Chris, (laughs) as I educate Chris on how all this works. But there is so much happening. Not only do you have your 38 matches in the Premier League. uh, If you're good enough, you're playing in the Champions League. If Mm -hmm. you're top four. Um, if you're top five, if you're five and six and then potentially seven, or if you've won the FA cup, you're in Europa. So you've got those matches, which can be grueling. Then on top of that, you've got Carabao cup and the FA cup. So we're going to take some time to talk about all those. We're going to start with the leagues, um, and, and walk through that a little bit. So champions league, champions league, uh, is, uh, across Europe league of the top clubs in the world Uh, premier league gets four spots automatically the top four teams that's why that matters that's why everyone's talking about getting the top four Um, and it's from the previous year so this is where i think americans really start getting lost because theoretically you've got a team like tottenham who's really struggling this season has even gotten rid of some of last year's players but you're playing in this year's Champions League, even though it's all based on last year's results. So um, we have Tottenham, Liverpool, Man City, and Chelsea are the teams that are in Champions League play right now. Uh, Tottenham's in Group B. They're in second place with four points. Uh, Liverpool's in Group E, uh, second place with six points. Man City, uh, Group C, they're in first place with nine. And Chelsea's in Group H. First place with six points. Um, as we look at these tables, Chris, do you think? I mean, do we think any of these teams will really not make it into the round of 16? I mean, I think Man City, they're pretty clearly, yeah. Liverpool, they're in second. I mean, they had a they had a loss, which was was a bit surprising. Um, but I, it, it feels like Chelsea. They all are pretty safe with not too tough of of, um, of groups to get out of.
1: But maybe Tottenham because yeah. of the way they've been playing. Yeah, yeah that, that I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, they're sitting in second right now in their group, but with how weakly they look like garbage, yeah. it's tough to say whether they'll get through.
0: Presumably they'll lose to Bayern Munich again, and then if they drop points to... Cervana Vezda <laughs> or Olympiacos. I mean, it, it, they they could potentially not make it out of the group stage, which they yeah. were in the finals of yeah. the Champions League last year. So, yeah. that would be quite shocking. The other league we want to look at is uh, Europa League. So, top five and six teams automatically qualify for Europa. And then, the whoever wins the FA Cup gets to go play in the qualifying rounds to try and make it into the group stages of Europa maybe we'll unpack that a little bit uh, another time but because Man City won the FA Cup last year that means that the seventh place team Man City's already in Champions League so then the seventh place team from the Premier League gets invited into Europa and that was my Wolves and the wolves uh, made it through all the qualifying rounds. They had to play three different qualifying rounds. Um, a team in Armenia, they played a team in Northern Ireland. They played a team in Armenia, and then they played an Italian team. And they made it out of that, made it to the group stages. And uh, the fifth and sixth place teams were Arsenal and Man U last year. So that's the Premier League representation in Europa. Um, and right now. Arsenal leads their group with nine points. Wolves are in second in their group with six. They had a home loss against Braga, which was uh, disappointing early on. And Man U leads their group um, with seven points. What are we thinking? I mean, our, uh, all, all three of these teams should get out of their yeah. their, their I, groups.
1: I feel really comfortable with Man U. Yeah. Um, their, their grouping is a little weaker maybe yeah. than the rest of them. Yeah. And uh, they've got a two-point lead right now. And, I mean, it, it should be bigger if they weren't playing like such garbage a few weeks ago. But I feel good about Man U. The Wolves look like they should get out of there. They should. I mean, I think the, the, the nice thing with the Wolves is –
0: um, actually, both their wins in the group stage were their away their away matches. So they've got mm-hmm. they played two away and one at home. So now these last three games, they've got two at home and one away. So, yeah. um, I think really, there's almost no reason that Premier League teams shouldn't make it out of the group stage um, in 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 Europa at least because the 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 difference in, in quality is is that great. So. What's fascinating about the way Europa works is uh, Champions League, the top two teams of each group advance into the knockout stage. There's eight groups. So that means 16 teams advance to a round of 16, and then it's knockout from there. But the third place teams from – this is why Americans – again, I just have to say it again. This is why Americans hate soccer. Yes. European football. It can be so hard to follow. It's so hard to follow. There's so many teams, and it's so confusing, but I digress. The third-place teams from Champions League all move into the knockout stage of Europa. So there's 12 groups in Europa, the top two teams advance, so that makes 24. Then you bring in your eight third-place teams into Europa to make... Around a round of 32, which is also knockout and on. So that, and then that elevates really the quality, right? Yeah. So then, even if a team like Tottenham, Tottenham may not make it out of the group stage, but if they finish third, all of a sudden they're playing in Europa and you could have a Man U Tottenham match or any of that. So, um, and then even in some of these more difficult. Uh, champions league groups a team like Dortmund may drop down a team like Lyon, Valencia there's some really quality clubs barring any upsets um, that can still end up playing in Europa so it makes it quite exciting and especially for us as Man United Wolf fans we've got a lot to look forward to
1: scan the game's always fun
0: yeah of course now we're going to step into the cup season so now like again this is because just, that wasn't enough if that wasn't enough to follow now we go to our domestic cups and if it's not enough that there's one domestic cup in in England there are actually two domestic cups and it's so confusing. There are two cups going on right now but Premier League teams are only playing in one of them right now and that's the Caribou Cup. And the Caribou yeah. Cup is already really far advanced they're already in the round of 16 which is actually this week and that's why we're talking about it this week but the Carabao Cup is a domestic cup that covers all four of the top flight leagues in England so Premier League which has 20 teams Championship which gosh if you don't want to make it how confusing can you make it to make your second tier the the championship (laughs) so Premier League 20 Championship I think it's 24 teams. Yeah. I think then the the other two have 24 as well. And then it's league one has 24 and then league two, 24. So 92 total teams, but that number's changing too. Cause I know there's some teams that are maybe going out of business, but we're not going to go there yet. So all top four levels are allowed to play in the Carabao cup. And, um, They don't want to tax the Premier League teams, so they don't even – Premier League teams don't even – maybe even championship teams don't even play in the first couple rounds. Then eventually you start pushing those teams in, um, and then even the top level of the Premier League doesn't get entered in until I think the round of 32. But we are in the round of 16, Mm -hmm. so we've already reduced it to 16 teams, and Wolves and Man Mew are still alive. And we play uh, both, both, both teams play on Wednesday. Wolves play a rival at Aston Villa. So that should be an exciting game, kind of regardless. I mean, um, as, a, as a local derby or local ish derby, that'll be a good match. And then Man U plays at Chelsea.
1: Yeah. Which should be a really good game. I am worried as a Man U fan. Yeah, um, not just because of how good Chelsea is playing right now, uh, but if we remember, Manu spanked Chelsea in Week One of That's the Premier right. League right. season. And um, I, not that these guys need extra motivation; they're professional soccer players. This is, you know, it's an important cup to these cities and these teams. Uh, but you never know what a drubbing like Week One can do for a team when they're coming back playing so much better eight weeks later yeah, or that's right. weeks later. yeah
0: that's right and I think um, yeah this is where managing tactics are so this is what's fascinating to me about how do you manage your team through a grueling season so a team like Man, U, teams like Man U Chelsea Wolves they've got their regular 38 matches in the Premier League then they've got European championships, and now you've got this Carabao Cup, which, depending on your perspective, does it matter? So now you've got Wolves playing a, a rival, a natural rival. Do they put their best team out there? Do they give some guys a rest? I mean, same for Man U and Chelsea, and it's managerial tactics to let some young guys play, or how? How do you manage
1: this going forward? So let me ask this, Nate, um, and maybe you don't know. How do the the teams view? Let's let's take the Caribou Cup for as our example. How do yeah. they view this? Is it an important cup to the team? Like, do they really want to go out there and give it their all to try and win these games, or are the weekend EPL matches just more significant and more important to them? It
0: it really depends on the club, right? So I think if you're if you're Liverpool, so Liverpool well you've got Liverpool, Man City. Leicester City, Arsenal, um, Chelsea, Man U. I mean, Arsenal. So you've got like your top six clubs are all still around in this round of sixteen, yeah. and they're all playing significant European football. And particularly for Liverpool, Man City, and we can include Leicester, I think. Right now, um, they're all vying for top spot in the Premier League. So my guess is those teams aren't going to take it as seriously um they may give some maybe Mo Salah will get a rest um if they've got guys nursing injuries it's probably not worth them playing because they want to win they want to win the premier league they want to win champions league there's other there's other more significant matches i would even say for wolves they probably don't care that much that's where i didn't like the aston villa draw because now you've got the psychology of a so it, in some ways, I think a lot of Wolves fans will want us to put our best team out there. But man, we've got Europa, which is already taxing, um, plus Premier League. So, so it's tough. But what's fun about Carabao Cup is and the FA Cup, which we'll talk about here in a second, you've got teams from the lower divisions, Sunderland, Oxford United, Crawley Town.
1: I think Crawley Town is my pick.
0: Colster? <laughs> I'm assuming it's Colster, but is it's, but it's Colchester. spelled Colchester. I'm yeah. assuming it's probably Colster. Burton, you've got these teams that Oxford United Sunderland play each other. Crawley Town and Colster play each other. So one yeah. of those teams is going to be in the quarterfinals. Yeah. And for some of them, and I think particularly for their fans, yes. they may get an away match against Liverpool. Yeah where they get to go to Anfield and watch their club play. So there's something – that's what's that's what I think is great about these domestic cups. For the Premier League clubs, it may be a nuisance or a waste of time. Um, it's still hardware if you win it. You yeah. still get a trophy, and it's a significant trophy. But especially for these lower division teams and their supporters, it's super, super fun for them. Okay. Okay. So that's the Carabao Cup. That's super relevant because that's Wednesday, actually Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. Um, and then you have the FA Cup. And the FA Cup, F and A Cup, A. FA Cup is fascinating because the FA Cup is every team, as far as I understand it, every team in England can try and participate in the FA Cup. And it's a grueling, you gotta play in city tournaments and then win whatever, county or area championships, and you've got to go through a lot. But as far as I understand it, if you're like a beer league soccer club, football club, you could end up playing Liverpool. So everyone can make it in there. Premier League teams and Champions League teams don't even get entered in until the third round. But even before the third round even comes, there's like four rounds of... I think there's four qualifying rounds. It's crazy. It's so like four qualifying rounds where you've got teams like Wrexham and Coyne, Margot, Stafford Rangers, <laughs> Kidminster. I don't even know what, what Kidminster. There's like an apostrophe in there. Um, Tavistock. I mean, these are... This is, We're going real deep here. So these teams all have a chance to play in all of these qualifying rounds well the first round starts in a couple weeks but there are no teams that we've chris has certainly heard of none of these
1: teams right like what do you well mean, he has heard of Crawley town i have because there was a documentary on that not on Crawley town i'm pretty sure no way. i'm gonna have to look it up look it up i think i asked you to watch it actually because isn't that aren't they the town where that it was like the 70s or 80s and they were maybe gonna go out of business or something and a a police dog on the sideline bit one of the players during <laughs> I the game. Haven't seen it. No. Oh my god. I, oh, I, I could be way off, and we might have to cut this out of our podcast. But no, we're I, not cutting it
0: out because if you're wrong, it's just a great story, anyways. Yes. But,
1: uh, but I was watching a documentary because um, I love sports documentaries, yeah. and uh, and yeah, there was a police dog on the sidelines. It was I think it was during um, a derby for the, for this team, and the police dog bit. A player's thigh oh in the middle of the match, <laughs> like that's crazy. It was crazy. It was it was a great sports stock too. But I think it was Crawley Town. It was it's just that's in my head. That's who it was. Let's go Crawley Town then.
0: Um. So so that's FA Cup. So you're dealing with a lot of the lower level leagues um, that'll start playing in the next two weeks, and then starting in January, Premier League and Championship teams will get dumped in there. And um, FA Cup, I think. That finishes up the entire season. That's not even until like a month after the regular season is over. So I I think Premier League teams take that one a little more seriously than Carabao, but um, I don't know. Still, again, it's a fun fun way for some of these teams that you've never heard of that don't even have badges, or maybe they yeah. do, but they're not showing up on on uh, the site I'm looking at right now. So
1: I can already say I was wrong. Oh, who was it? It was uh, it was a match between Torquay. So Torquay United's defender, Jim McNichol, got bit in a game against Crew Alexandria. (laughs) Crew Alexandria is
0: so close. It starts with a C.
1: Yeah, it's a documentary on Netflix. Oh, Uh, nice. And and it was great. It really was great. I loved it. Sounds awesome. All right, well,
0: what do we got coming up? November. We want to take a look at November and highlight a couple matches um, and then also make some predictions uh, going into next month. So the big match of the month of November, November 10th, mark your calendars. Main event. Liverpool, Man City. That's the main event of the season, really. Um, So that's a match that we will definitely be keeping our eyes open on. Um, That's at Anfield. So Liverpool gets the host, and this opportunity for Man City to try and take some points back and maybe gain a little ground on Liverpool. Uh, a couple other matches that stand out to us. This Saturday, upcoming, is the, the Hughes-Derby. Um, Titus, my son, chose Arsenal at the end of last year, and Wolves go to Arsenal uh, to play them. So that's a match that my family very much cares about. Um, excited for that. Any other matches in the month of November, Chris, that
1: stand out to you? Um, I, Crystal Palace versus Leicester yeah it's coming up um let's see here, who else we got lesser versus arsenal yeah um Leicester's involved with some pretty big matches here coming up they
0: are i think man city chelsea at the yep. etihad that's towards the end of the month um that'll that'll be a great match that's november 23rd um and then the, it's kind of interesting. The last weekend of the, or the last weekend, the thirtieth, first, there's almost no good matches. It's kind of weird. And who knows what will happen, like how the how the um, the table will shake up. But like the best match seemed to be maybe Wolves, Sheffield United. I mean, it's a lot of like mid yeah. tables playing each other, and yeah. top table playing bottom table. So that's what we got coming up in November. Um, and finally, Chris, we want to make a couple predictions. So as we look forward to the month of November, which team do you think is going to make the biggest move up the table or maybe has the has the opportunity to gain the most points?
1: Yeah, I am probably going to get called a homer on this one, but um, I think Man U actually, looking at their slate, I think they've got – a very easy November in front of them. Uh, they've got matches against Brighton. Uh, they do have a match against Sheffield United, who's playing pretty good. Um, they have Bournemouth this weekend. They have Bournemouth this weekend. It's just uh, it's a little bit of an easier slate. They close it out with Aston Villa at the end. Um, so if I'm taking a team that it looks like they should probably, uh, you'd be disappointed if they got less than eight points in those four matches Obviously, you're hoping for 12, um, but yeah. if they got less than eight, you would say they had a bad month.
0: And yeah, I mean, even if they draw away at Bournemouth and Sheffield United, you get home wins against Brighton and Aston Villa. That's not too much to ask. I think eight. I think eight's a good expectation. Um, and even if you drop one of them and win and win one of those that you thought you might draw, eight or nine points, I think yeah, you'd be you'd be really happy with that as a Man Man U fan. Uh, for me, the team that I think should be the most worried and I to be honest, I'll be shocked if they aren't our biggest dropper, if they don't drop the most over the next um, the next month, that's Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace bless their hearts. My favorite kits, one of my favorite teams last year, they just have a brutal November. They host Leicester, who's in third, and just obviously playing great. Then they go to Chelsea, tough. Tough. Then they have Liverpool at home. Are they good? They're decent. Okay. They're, I've heard they're pretty decent. All right. And then they go to Burnley. So they're playing three of the top four clubs right now, and then a mid-level club who's decent. Like they're on the road, on the road at Burnley. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're a Crystal Palace fan, you got if you got four points, if you got four points, you've got to be ecstatic. But that's tough. I mean, when you're in sixth right now and 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 maybe excited about your place, I think, um, yeah, I think Crystal Palace Crystal Palace has got a tough run, tough run coming from
1: for him. Yeah, the only factor you haven't considered in that prediction, Nate. Yeah is that the curse of Chris is on them. And it's actually a positive for them because I guarantee they would win a match. Yep. They got spanked in that match. And they've been playing really well ever since. So take that or leave that, Nate. I will. And we'll see.
0: Yeah. We'll see in a month. For sure. All right. With that. It's been so great
1: to be back. Let's be honest.
0: It has been great to be back.
1: At least six people missed us. So we're filling hearts as we do this. Yes, We
0: are. So for you six and anyone else who might stumble upon this po- podcast, we will see you next time. You know what that means. Glazers out. Glazers
1: out. The names have all changed since I've been around. But the game ain't the same since I let out. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Thanks for listening to Chris and my dad. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe.